You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Lowe Show. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thanks for joining me. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Thanks for being a part of the crew. Um, If you guys haven't left a review yet for the podcast and you're loving what you're hearing, you're getting value, I would so appreciate it. It would mean so much to me if you could take a couple seconds just to leave a review on the iTunes library. That would be so great. You could do it on your podcast app. You just go to the show, scroll down to the bottom and click write a review. You know, the more reviews I get, the better the show is um, rated. So more and more people get to hear this life-changing content that we share. So we're all in this thing together, right? We're all revolutionaries when it comes to health. And I think when we know better, we have a duty to spread this information with people. So that would be amazing. As I'm sitting here, it is early in the morning. I have one week left until my guest date, as they call it, instead of due date, because I don't like feeling like I'm on a deadline for having my first baby. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little congested, as you can probably hear. I kind of have my Demi Moore sexy voice going on. Um, but, you know, doing doing really well. Family's here. My parents are here for a month, which is amazing, just to give support and help with anything that's needed. And Kevin and I are just kind of in this phase of like, whoa, we know that there's something big coming and we're enjoying the last week of independence, I guess, (laughs) before life is forever changed. But um, it's a really exciting time. And um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have been following our journey over on my Instagram, but if not, you can check out some of the tidbits of what's been happening over at Dr. Lowe, Dr. underscore L-O over on Instagram. And, um, I am going to be releasing podcasts as I'm on maternity leave. I've been trying to pre-record them so that I have content for you guys. That's really consistent while I am taking some time away. I am going to be releasing a podcast pretty soon with the different tips and things that I have been doing for myself during my pregnancy to help keep me nice and healthy. Cause I can say that a lot of the different complaints that women have throughout pregnancy, I haven't really dealt with. And I feel really lucky about that. And there's a few specific things that I've done, but one of them to give some love to one of our show sponsors is I've been using mushrooms throughout my pregnancy. So using, you know, different teas that have medicinal mushrooms in them because mushrooms are safe in pregnancy and they're just so great for stress, for your immune system as antioxidant support. And I don't know why, but I actually like the taste of mushrooms, always have. So i um, been using a lot of the different products over at Four Sigmatic, which I'm happy to say that they're a sponsor of the show. If you're not familiar with them, you definitely want to try them out. They have a bunch of different products. If you are a coffee lover, they have mushroom coffee. If you're more of kind of a matcha or green tea fan, they have a matcha blend with mushrooms. And if you're really not a fan of eating mushrooms, they actually have some beauty products you can put on your skin. And they're amazing for your skin because they're such great antioxidants. One of the products that I've been loving lately is their 10 mushroom blend, which is vegan. It's caffeine free. It's whole 30 friendly, and it has 10 different mushrooms all in one mix. So if you wanted to just try kind of the best of all of them, that's a great way to get those in your routine. So you just do a scoop, add it into some hot water, or you could add it into a smoothie, or if you wanted to add it to coffee, that's all good. 
And there's a few ingredients I love like shaga, reishi, cordyceps, lion's mane, shiitake, maitake, has some rose hips in it. So it's, it's just a really cool blend. They're dual extracted. So this is a, a method of extracting the ingredients to where you get the most of the medicinal benefits of these mushrooms. And they've been used for thousands of years. So it's really, really safe and really effective. So if you want to try these, you can get them over at foursigmatic.com. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com. And at checkout, enter Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and you will get uh, 15% off anything on that website, including that mushroom blend or any of the beauty products or whatever you want. So enjoy that. The other godsend that has been making such a difference for me lately is getting these meals that are pre-made sent to me. So Balanced Bites, if you guys remember Diane Sanfilippo, she's been on the show a couple of times. She wrote the amazing book, Practical Paleo. And I swear everything she touches turns to gold. She's just the most talented woman. She has been rolling out her new meal delivery company that has a paleo meal delivery and also keto meal delivery. And, you know, if you have sensitivities to like gluten, dairy, corn, soy, nuts, these are a really great option for you. So you don't have to fuss around with what you're eating and you just have it sent to you and it's pre-made. It's all antibiotic and hormone free. And the, the meals are made by a real person. They're packaged up. They're frozen. Um, they're airtight and they're sent right to your door. So I've been getting 10 meals a week and you know, I'm going to be doing this throughout my whole pregnancy or maternity leave and it makes life so much easier. So you don't have to worry about cooking. So if you guys want to try some of these meals, you can get them over at balancebites.com. Uh, so it's balancebites.com slash meals. And then at checkout, if you enter Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, you get to hook up with a free bone broth with your order and it's sent, um, it's available for all the main 48 U.S. states, so sorry, Hawaii and, and Alaska, um, but they're actually really, really good. I've done a lot of meal deliveries that are like pre-made, and this, I will say, is my, my favorite so far in terms of taste um, because she's a professionally trained chef, so you know you can tell with the quality of the, the meals. So enjoy that, and with all that said, let's jump in the episode now. I'm going to be chatting with my own personal acupuncturist that I've actually been seeing for over a year now, and um, it's really cool because I started seeing her for myself prior to even getting pregnant or even wanting to be pregnant. I just was implementing the different you know, things in my fertility course, Golden Eggs, that um, I wanted to just make it to where once I'm ready to get pregnant, it would be a lot easier to make that happen. So I included acupuncture as part of that. And um, I just was blown away with the experience of working with her. I love working with her. I actually have seen her throughout my entire pregnancy um, at least twice a month, but now in the third trimester, I see her every single week. And I really didn't have much nausea too bad. I mean, it was a little bit in the first trimester, but I only threw up like one time. Um, And like the rest of my symptoms were really minimal. And I think acupuncture made a big difference for me. So, and I also think it really helped me to kind of optimize my hormones and my ovulation and everything to make it easier for pregnancy to happen. So I'm a big, big fan. If you haven't considered trying acupuncture, I highly encourage it. I think you'll learn a lot from this episode. And with all that said, I hope you enjoy it and let's jump into it. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Excited for this topic, uh, all about acupuncture and Chinese medicine when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, post-pregnancy. I actually have my own personal acupuncturist on the show. I wanted to share her with you guys, and we've had the um, experience of working together for, gosh, I don't even know how long now. It's been a while. I mean, my whole pregnancy, but also prior to getting pregnant, um, 
I've been seeing her regularly. So my guest is Maureen Higa, and she's an acupuncturist specializing in fertility and pregnancy in Encinitas, California. She's also a creative strategist coach, and she's the host of the podcast, The Messy Middle. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) She loves to teach her clients how to use their creativity as a way toward wholeness and well-being. And so Maureen, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's good to have you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And we've had to get real creative with my schedule and your schedule <laughs> and getting you on here. And it's, you know, you're a, you're a mom and a working woman. And um, so I'm just about to embark on that as well, just juggling a lot. So that probably makes a lot of sense with your podcast, The Messy Middle, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, everything fits in there for sure. But yeah, yeah you kind of just have to go with the flow. when things- Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> we're going to have all these curveballs, but it's really like how you pivot and handle it you know it's like it can either be this thing where it's like oh nothing's ever going right or you just kind of handle it with grace and flow and I I feel like you do that really well from my observations of you so it's awesome well thank you yeah well I you know I've always been the patient so it's been a lot of attention on me when Mm. I have been interacting with you but I now it's your time to be in the spotlight so I'd love to hear you know, what even brought you to studying Chinese medicine and acupuncture and just kind of this whole world that you're in? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, And it's a either a really long story or a short (laughs) one. So um, whichever story you want to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Since I was little, I've just, for whatever reason, I don't know, I had really big interest in uh, natural medicine. I thought actually I grew up in Seattle and there was a school there called Bastyr. And um, I thought even then that I was like, my path was to be a naturopathic doctor and Mm -hmm. um, just was, you know, doing a lot of reading up on vitamins at a weird young age and um, really interested in natural medicine. And then my dad actually, he got cancer when I was 16 and she went to Bastyr for um, acupuncture to help with the uh, chemo. And, um, you know, it didn't help. Obviously they weren't treating him for the cancer. It was like late stage, but I did see a big, just a difference in him and his ability to manage like the nausea and all the side effects that were going along with the chemo. So that was like my first introduction to like acupuncture and what that was. Um, And then later on, I decided I was like, oh, I'm going to be a therapist. I'm going to go into psychology. Like uh, I'll do that instead. So I sort of went a different route, um, went to school called Naropa University, which is um, a Buddhist-based college in Colorado. Yeah, it's in Boulder, and, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was sort of like a twofold. I wanted to like get my degree, but I was also very interested in um, spirituality and meditation and studying that. So sort of like this way I could do both. And at that school, I um, was still studying like medicine on the side, like Tibetan medicine and different um, Ayurvedic medicine. Um, And then there was a teacher who was a naturopathic doctor there who also was an acupuncturist. I guess that is very common. Um, And she put needles in all of us one class. And I had this like, like emotional, I don't know, explosion. Um, And there was just like, you know, she put tiny, three tiny needles in my ear and I went home and I had this like, huge, um, I don't even know what to call it. Like just huge. Like I was crying and I was just like, what happened to me? Like, what, what did you do? And I called her and she's like, I, you know, I just, I put a point in something that I know is now called Shen Men, but it's also called like the heart gate. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
you know, it's like really what happened was like she kind of opened this thing in me. And I, I think at that moment realized just how powerful that medicine was that, uh, that I was like, I have to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. So that was, um, how I got into school and medicine for that. And then fertility was something that just like right out of school, I was, um, thought I would be a acupuncturist for sports cause I was a big athlete and, um, and what sports did you play? I played soccer and I snowboarded and I did something called um, aerial circus. Um, oh. So I worked with a lot with like dancers and stuff like that. And so I thought that would be my, my profession. Like I would just work with athletes and, um, but you know, fate has it. I ended up in a fertility clinic pretty shortly mm-hmm. after school and mm-hmm. got sort of thrown to the wolves in this really high paced clinic, um, which was both good and bad. Um, and, you know, I was just, it was just all day long, kind of a mill, just seeing more patients that were dealing with infertility. So I learned a lot um, through that. And then I got pregnant. And of course, like that kind of changed my whole perspective on, you know, that field. And I've just been in it ever since. And it's just, um, it's such a rewarding field because you're working with people that are, you know, been trying to get pregnant for maybe sometimes years. So you build like really long relationships with these clients and then you help them through their pregnancy and then postpartum. And then a lot of times, you know, now I'm seeing clients like second and third babies coming through. So it's, it's like appealing both to that, like part of me that is, you know, wanting to help them obviously with the medicine that I know, but also like that psychology piece kind of got put into that as well. And the spirituality and kind of connecting all those. So I feel like it was fate that I ended up in this field because I don't think I would be seeing that same thing in like, you know, treating someone's, you know, hamstring or knee (laughs) problem. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's a really cool story. I didn't know all of that. Obviously I had, had, didn't have the opportunity to ask you all of that. So it makes a lot of sense why you're passionate about it. And, um, you know, I, I probably shared with you, but I don't know if you remember my, my first, like, I guess, gateway into the world of natural medicine was at an acupuncture clinic. So when I was in my undergrad studying psychology, I remember going to the student health center and they had a job posting for a front desk person at a local um, acupuncture teaching clinic. And it was like a, like a assistant, yeah, assistant front desk girl. And I got the job and it was for 10 bucks an hour, which at the time was like, rolling in the dough. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, at that time that was a really yeah. good starting, you know, salary. Totally. And I loved that job so much. I think I only did it for like six or eight months. Um, cause it was hard to kind of juggle that with school, but, sure. but I learned so much. And I remember like walking in, it just, it was like this whoosh of Chinese medicine smells <laughs> and the moxa and all that. But I started to just love that smell and they would, you know, custom put together different herbal remedies. And, and what was cool is that there were a lot of supervising acupuncture teachers there that had different um, like genres of acupuncture backgrounds. There was like a guy from France, there was Chinese, there was Japanese, there was Korean, so many different kinds of acupuncture. It was really Mm -hmm. fascinating. Um, And just their different ways of practicing and stuff. And um, it was, it was one of the most, like I look back on it and have such fond memories of having that job. So much fun. Um, But, you know, really got to learn the power of acupuncture then. And then fast forward to when I was in naturopathic school um, in, in Portland, I remember taking a class where the woman was talking about acupuncture and um, she asked for a demo and I raised my hand and I went, went to the front 
mm-hmm. and asked me what was going on. And my issue was I hadn't had a period in probably two or three months and it just wasn't coming. And I've talked about a little bit of my own like hormonal stuff on the show before, but my cycles used to be really irregular and it just wasn't coming. And it was so frustrating. And she did this like a couple points. And then like that night, my period started. <laughs> yes. I was like, whoa. So that just further confirmed how much yeah. I did acupuncture. And that's like not an uncommon experience, you know, for people. And when you understand like the physiology of what our cycles are supposed to do, which most of us don't know, even on like the Western, you know, like what's happening with our hormones. But when you look at it from a Chinese medicine physiology, it's like, generally speaking, it's like, it could be either like too much heat in the body. So if you can do a point to release heat, you can actually start the period. If If there's stagnation, like all of those things we can see what is needed. So if the liver is like not moving the blood effectively, you can do points to move the liver. So then you can get the period started. So like, it's really interesting to like look at medicine in the body that way. And that like a lot of people, when they come in for acupuncture, they're trying to get their period back after like being off birth control or, you know, whatever, like just they're for whatever reason, they're not getting their period. Like sometimes just working with what the body is naturally supposed to do and supporting that will be the thing that, you know, can kick that, kickstart that to happen. So that's really cool. And I love what you said that it's not like, it's not like she just did like a period point. It was like, she was probably doing a point that fit my picture of what could have been the reason why I wasn't getting my period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We treat everyone like they're an individual person. So we, we ask a bazillion questions because we're like, well, you know, this, the, the classic thing to say is like, five people could walk in with back pain and we would treat them all completely different yeah. or, you know, digestive problems or something else like that because of how the, those things manifest as it's so mm-hmm. important to the root cause of what's actually happening underneath. Yeah. So I know there's different phases of how you treat patients, like trying to get pregnant or even for me, when I first came to see you, I wasn't even trying to get pregnant. I was like, <laughs> I just wanted to do whatever I needed to do to be in a good space for when I want that to happen. So I was like, I'm 37. I just want to like keep everything kosher. And plus that was when I was creating my course, Golden Eggs. So I was doing everything in that course. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll put a link for you guys in the show notes for that. And I was seeing you and just wanting to do whatever I could just to kind of be proactive where I wasn't scrambling once I was ready for that time to come. And then there was one day I came in, I'm like, well, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and so we, you know, had to obviously shift the treatment to now accommodate me in pregnancy. But what is that, um, what's that process look like with working with the patient as you're wanting to like optimize? Because really like the way I see it is if you're working into balance hormones, you're also optimizing fertility too, right? I mean, there might be a little bit of a different approach, but it's probably pretty similar, I would think, correct me if I'm wrong. And then there's pregnancy and then also recovery, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, the bottom line is, is like, um, Chinese medicine, no matter what you're doing traditionally, at least, you know, most of the practitioners we learn about, like what I was talking about before the root cause. So you're right in the sense that like, if you come in for hormone balancing, like we're still going to look at like, what's your sleep and your digestion and your energy and your poop and, you know, like your menstrual cycle and all of that gives us a picture of what's going on. So the the really 
basic idea is that like if the body is out of balance in any particular way, you're going to then show signs and symptoms, you know, if something's going awry. And so what you want to do in any situation, whether it's fertility, hormone regulation, or digestive problems or whatever, is find a way to balance what is existing. If the body comes in balance, then all those systems should work appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is about like your constitution, we say, is that Um, we all kind of like DNA, we come in with what we come in with from our parents, from, you know, maybe our habits. Um, and we're prone to getting imbalanced in a particular way. So, um, you know, somebody might have like constant sinus pressure and pain and that's the thing they get all the time. Whereas like the next person is like, that's not her, their issue at all. They don't get headaches. They don't get sinuses. They don't get anything like that, but they always get like a UTI or, you know, um, whatever digestive yeah. issues. So when it, what's, what's unique, I guess, to the fertility, um, first and hormonal is that we have a menstrual cycle. So, um, that is like such a great asset to us as women for us to kind of get into tune with what's, you know, happening, what's imbalanced, what's not imbalanced. And we have so many markers along the way to show us like, you know, for example, like a painful period is becomes the norm in our culture. Like, oh, it's, I just have a painful period. Everyone does. You know, I hear a lot of that kind of stuff. Like that's a normal thing to have when actually that's a sign of imbalance. So if we looked at it like that way back when we were actually starting to experience those things, we could work to balance or strengthen or sort of prevent that from getting worse, um, that from throwing everything else off so we wouldn't have issues like endometriosis and PCOS and, you know, yeah. like all of those things down the line. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you want specifics or if I answered your question, but yeah, um, no, you did. Yeah. And you can also tailor things if someone's coming in with something specific like endometriosis or PCOS. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also too, do you do different points or kind of a different approach depending on where a woman is in her cycle? Yes. So um, the first part of the cycle, so the time when you're bleeding, um, days one through, you know, five or something like that, um, we are primarily trying to move blood during that that time of the cycle. So we use points that are, we call them invigorating points. We move points to help move the blood out. Um, Also to build blood at the same time. So we want to move blood and build blood. That's our main goal during that time. And then right after a period, we're working towards building yin, we say. So yin is like that, really you can think of it as like fluid in the body, like viscous fluid with that cervical mucus. Um, All of those things we're working to like So we'll do, um, we'll, you know, suggest possibly like doing some yin exercises, that sort of thing, or doing some things that were foods that will nourish that. What would be like yin exercises? Um, have, do you know, like yin yoga at all? So yeah, yeah. yeah, doing some yin yoga sometimes and be specifically like focusing on a particular channel, um, Tai Chi, like Mm -hmm. more of like that inward, um, kind of chill, not more, our, more like foods that are more like yin promoting. More yin foods would be like seaweed. That's a really good yin producing food. Um, things that are like kind of gooey in nature. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a really good one. But like seaweed, aloe vera or something. Aloe vera might be a good one too. Yeah. Like not like um, not a banana or something like that. That's like gooey like that. But more like a clear um, 
that's a really good I'm like, trying like to a gelatin like something that's like gelatinous kind of yeah like lychee like that might be a good one a lot of these are like Chinese foods but right. um, yeah just doing things that are going to help build blood and build skin and that could even be like you know um, tendon and ligaments and bone broth and things like that are also going to help to build the in in the body gotcha yeah. cool yeah and then what about like oh. around ovulation yeah so then we are depending on if you're trying to get pregnant or not um, at that point we would be helping to sustain pregnancy mm -hmm. um, so we are then switching from the yin to the yang time so that's like more warm we want to be supporting like in, in our body so like supporting our spleen and make sure we're eating nourishing foods cooked foods specifically this is the problem in like especially california like we eat a lot of raw uncooked foods mm -hmm. so just making sure that your food is like well prepared if you're eating vegetables like you they're steamed like bone broth congee like all of that stuff's good in that second part of the cycle to help sustain pregnancy but really either way it's still a good idea to support that natural function and then if we are trying to get our period after that then we would do again things to start moving the liver chi we say so the liver is in control of like igniting that that initial period um, if we weren't trying to get pregnant we would just still sustain that um, the yang you know trying to like support the yang uh, with foods and like you know diet and all of that it's so fascinating and I remember too as I'm now approaching as I'm recording this very close to my due date so far into my third trimester but and when I first was seeing you in the beginning I was um, you know when I found out I was pregnant, I was still in my first trimester. So there were different things that you had recommended during that time. And it would change throughout each trimester, which I loved. It was so cool because it's obviously not something I would hear from any other practitioners, you know, or, or my conventional doc I was seeing. Mm. Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about once someone gets pregnant. I know you help get a lot of couples pregnant. How does that approach kind of shift? Um, with treating them with Chinese medicine and acupuncture and like the different trimesters? Yeah. Um, so uh, the first, like you were mentioning, the first part of, we kind of break up the trimesters into the different phases of what's going on um, in the organ system. So mm -hmm. the first trimester, we say one to 12 or 14 weeks, depending on like, you know, IVF, IUI, that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. um, is the spleen stomach time. So that makes sense to a lot of us because yeah, um, nauseous, nauseous. Yep. We're throwing up. We have heartburn possibly. Um, we are typically fatigued and tired and like in our medicine, the spleen is in control of like building blood and building chi in the body. So the spleen is, you know, taxed during that time of our, our uh, pregnancy. So it's really, great to support that again with like diet and the acupuncture points that we're doing are, are focusing on lifting up and holding in and supporting the spleen and the stomach to do their function more effectively. Um, and also to calm the liver during that time. So we have an interrelationship between each of these organ systems. So if you imagine like they're all kind of in a wheel together, if the spleen becomes weak, um, it's sort of mother or it's, uh, it has in a relationship to the liver, the liver can then like not be in balance because the spleen is weak and then sort of overact. We say it's overacting on the spleen, which causes things like irritability. And like, that's particularly when we more get the vomiting, um, the liver's 
like also control of like stress and all of that. So anytime we're like really stressed out, like it's going to like irritate the liver. And if the spleen is also deficient, it can make like the symptoms 10 times worse. So we're supporting both of those. Because you're stressed, but you're exhausted too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, And then the second trimester is all about fire and, um, you know, we generally, not everyone, unfortunately, feels pretty good in the second trimester and they start to kind of get their energy back and they start to feel like themselves again and they can go exercise and they're like getting a lot of stuff done. That is like totally the energy of the fire element. Um, it's And people, I mean, everyone loves loves the fire. I felt like fire. a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> everyone loves the fire element. The, the ways it gets imbalanced is um, because it's the heart and small intestine, the heart is in control of like our sleep. It has that pretensity to overthink. Um, it can be sort of this really, um, it can affect our sleep, but it can affect anxiety. Um, those things can also come up as well because it, it's still that like heat, um, the exuberant heat. So it left unchecked, you know, not supporting the heart in that during that time, there can be a lot of, um, heat symptoms, hot flashes, insomnia, anxiety, fearfulness, like all of that can also come up sometimes emotionally during that, that, uh, second yeah, trimester, but generally for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People feel pretty good. Uh, I would say most of the time. So, you know, of course ailments too, you're getting bigger at that point. So dealing with, um, aches and pains and, um, that acupuncture can be such a great savior for people that are hurting in their hips or they're starting to get varicose veins or swelling like that sort of thing. So again, like the period, I just like to say, because I think a lot of times people come into my office and they're like, Oh, just pregnant. I'm like, how are you doing? And they're like, Oh, fine. You know, just the pregnancy things. And I'm like, tell me oh my about God. The it's like opposite. I'm like, let me tell you, <laughs> let me give you a whole book. I know. <laughs> they're like, Oh, besides all the things I am, you know, I'm hurting and I'm not sleeping and I'm swollen and you know, all of that. They just, right. it's part of it. It's like, well, you know, sometimes we can help with that. So yeah. I suffer. I, you don't, don't, just, don't just take it as a normal thing. You can you feel really good. And, and I can say too, just to interject, like, I really feel like I think doing a lot of the, a lot of things, like I take supplements, I take, I, you know, I eat really well, I get good self-care, but I really do think getting the ongoing acupuncture with you, like either, either two to four times a month, I think minimum mm-hmm. I see you is every other week yeah, like for the whole pregnancy. So I feel like that's really helped. And I, I can say like, now I am, as I'm recording this, what is it? April 15th. So I'm, mm-hmm. Um, 11 days for my due date, I feel great. Like I, I was telling you before we started recording, I, I'm not like get this boy out of me. Like I'm like, I'm good. I feel really good. I could do this for like another month or two. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and that's how we, most of us want to feel, you know, yeah. like, yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's the second trimester <laughs> than <laughs> where you are right now. Um, which it's interesting because I feel like what happens a lot with my clients is that you guys, I'll, I'll have everyone cycle together. So everyone right now, currently, most of my clients are about to give birth or have already. How They're all in the trimester. So, um, so I, I'll hear, you know, one day like, oh, I'm just feeling a lot tired and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. slowing down and there's, it's like everybody after that I'm like oh this is the theme right now right oh my gosh that totally happens in the clinic too I'm like today's Epstein-Barr virus you know today is like adrenal fatigue day which is yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it makes me, it's just nice so that I can see what's actually happening in terms of the elements and you're moving into that wood element time. So you went from earth, then you go to fire and now you're into the wood element and that's the liver and gallbladder and the liver and gallbladder are all about having control. So like we, it's ironic in a way because we're about to give birth, you know, so we really don't have any control whatsoever, Um, but we want it. And also we're sort of mourning not being in that fire element anymore. So we're Mm -hmm. like, like that breezy, like life of the party sort of energy. I feel more like that sort of control. Like you can think of like the stern father kind of figure coming in and like, it's, it's also asking of you to sort of like set your boundaries with your family and yourself and what you eat. And maybe, you know, like, and that feels jarring from that like second to third trimester period because that second trimester person, you know, you can think of it as like the adolescent to the adult, you know, we're like, "Eh, I don't want to grow up, you know? So. And it's a um, lot of setting boundaries with other people's stuff, especially in the first to third trimester of like, you know, sharing whatever your birth plan is. And they're like, oh, well, my cousin's sister's friend's daughter like did that. And she like, it was traumatic, you know? <laughs> so yeah. learning how to stay in your own, your own lane. And, and um, yeah, that's a big think, mindset piece. I think. Yeah. Mindset piece about that too. And then one more thing about that is also like, self, like coming to some acceptance around that. Mm. So I feel like that's the big hurdle that a lot of people make in that, that, third trimester time is like, um, like accepting what is like, Oh, like my body's feeling like this, or I'm starting to slow down. And so I should pay attention instead of like bulldozing through and being like, now I'm going to make it through. I don't care what anyone says, you know? So Mm -hmm. huge Huge for me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And, um, and another thing I love about your approach is that it's more than just sticking me with a bunch of needles. You know, we we have a conversation about how I'm feeling and you'll give me different things to think about Mm -hmm. while I'm on the table. And there's sort of this magic that happens as you're laying there. It's like things sort themselves out as they're supposed to be. And it's like you process and tune in internally and deal with you know, it's like you have like a, you get to be with yourself in a way that a lot of times you can't be because you're always on your phone or your computer or driving or talking to someone. It's like, it's like this really special moment just to have quiet and take pause and take this internal kind of um, trip, I feel like. And also too, like, uh, my baby, which still doesn't have a name yet, but he (laughs) he's, he loves acupuncture. (laughs) Moves so much. It's really cute. I love it. Yeah. All the endorphins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is like this piece that I feel really passionate about right now, currently in my practice um, that you're right. Like, you know, I'm not just sticking needles in you. Like every um, acupuncturist has their own sort of way and you're drawn to your practitioner for whatever reason. And um, we all learn the same techniques. I'm sure it's similar to like your schooling, but how we deliver them and then the other things that we incorporate into them is what kind of makes like our treatments unique, I guess. Yeah. And one thing that I have just been like floored by and really like anyone who's open to doing this has had like these profound experiences is what you're talking about, which is, I call it, um, 
you know, participating in your treatment. So I, you know, invite people into that and I say, you know, do you want to, usually if I hear some word that they're saying to themselves or, you know, I'm listening for what they're actually saying, if it's about their fertility or about their pregnancy, um, sometimes people reveal things about like what they're really, really feeling about something that isn't really brought to the, you know, their awareness yet. And so, um, you know, I might just kind of like, you know, mention like, oh, I heard you say that. Um, you're at, you know, you're going to fight your menstrual cycle. You're going to fight your, your fight, your body. And they're like, Oh, I said that. And I'm like, yeah, you said, I'm going to fight my body and then I'm going to beat it, you know, or something, you know, and like that kind of language, um, a lot of us, you know, we do very unconsciously. We don't, we don't even know we're doing it, especially if it's just being said inside our head. So I listen for that a lot during treatments and our intake and the time we spend together. And then sometimes, you know, not every time, you know, I'll say like, do you want to participate in this process? So the, the needles will do their job. They put you in that theta state, which is like, just like meditation and they work as is they work their medicine just as they're doing them, but you can go deeper because you're beyond the mind at that point. So you're, you're dropping down into your heart and your gut purely because the needles, that's part of their physiological effect. And so you can access something that is that deeper wisdom piece of you underneath it all that gives you an answer that I could never, ever give you. And it gives you a healing that I could never, ever give you. And so when I have people do that, I'll just, I'll give them a question maybe to pose to themselves. Maybe it's really open-ended, like, you know, what is it, what does it mean fight against my menstrual cycle? What does that mean? Or what do I need to know right now? Like something really simple. And, you know, they'll, they'll like, um, or if it's pain, you know, like, what does this pain have to tell me or something like that? Like, and they'll come out of that and they'll have some like amazing, profound things that almost feel like you don't need to come see me again. That like almost feels like, like they can kind of be like, you know, I don't even think this is a problem anymore, but I really like coming. So (laughs) keep coming. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I think that's like, like really fun for me because I really do believe that we can heal our own bodies. We don't need other people to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, tell us the right thing to eat or the thing to exercise, the herbs to take, like we actually do have all the wisdom we need. I mean, we sometimes need helpers, right. To kind of guide us along the way, but you have the most wisdom about your own body. And if I can help you tap into that, then like, it's so much more powerful than, you know, me telling you to like eat some bone broth and take some kanji, you know, like whatever. So much there. That's so good. And I can, I can say that for sure with my patients that, catching certain words that they use like like oh I was I was bad this weekend you Mm. know or like it's like why are you bad like what 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 is bad about that about eating cake there's nothing bad about it it's just it may not be a food that is going to make you feel really good or maybe it's you know not in line with how you want to feel or whatever but it's not good or bad there's no like value to it it's just it just is like flour and sugar you know it's just a food yeah (laughs) Um, and, but it's just all this shame and stuff that people bring to it because then that food becomes a very negative force in their body because of the attachment and the value that's put on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love the mindset piece. Um, and, and I, I would agree too, that my patients that 
um, really take on their healing, like a very proactive and like, like you said, like they participate in their, in their treatment. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the ones that have such miraculous changes. Whereas it's just like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. It's like this detached note, like not taking responsibility for it. And I understand that people are busy and maybe that's not the area that they want to be studying necessarily. But if, but if they really can carve out some time to understand their body deeper, there's so much more that is to be discovered beyond just an hour appointment with me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and I think, you know, it, of course they're paying you for your expertise and the things yeah. that you know, and you know, like, you know, so much that you can help people. But I think that is a missing piece that like when people really do show up for it, like, and especially if they've had something forever, you know, like mm-hmm. people having things for like two years and like my pain won't go away. Yeah. Um, like they're finally there because they're like, okay, I'm here. Like I'm ready <laughs> to yeah. like deal with this opposed to like, you know, somebody who's like, eh, I don't know. Like, or you have to talk them into it or whatever. Yeah. Usually people have to talk them into it. They end up coming back in like a year and they're ready to do the work. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it didn't work what they tried. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. So um, one of the, I remember one of the exercises you encouraged me to do when I was on the table was, and I don't remember the name of it or exactly how you said it, but it was, I was dealing with some sort of experience that was really pissing me off or was causing me a lot of, you know, suffering. And had explained it to you and and you wanted me to like identify and without going too deep into it, but identify or like describe to myself, like Mm. a little bit about the situation, like what was bothering me and then, and then shifting into or thinking of how I wanted to feel or something like maybe describe it. (laughs) I can totally describe it. So that was like, um, this was like my Joe Dispenza. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he talks a lot about this like um, connection between the brain and the, the, I think it's him. Well, I can't remember. There's somebody who talks about the heart brain coherence and that the heart actually has like neurons in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like really fascinated by that. And again, I was like, they, he talks a lot about the brainwave states and I was like, gosh, you know, like everyone's trying to get to theta, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. and acupuncture does that naturally, you know, and meditation does. And there's a lot, I mean, a lot of things get you to theta, like, you know, RTT and hypnosis and all these things, but what's RTT? um, It's rapid transformational, transformational therapy. So it's like hypnosis, um, getting you to that like theta state. And, um, and then I was also kind of like really interested in this idea of tapping because um, EFT is, all acupuncture points. So I was like, that's really interesting Mm -hmm. that um, while you're tapping these points, you're saying these certain things and you're helping to like essentially like reprogram the brain. So what I learned about it was that this was like another technique was that like when you're in a like negative loop, you're thinking something negative, you're sending a signal to your brain that then sends a signal to like sends the hormones out that it's like under duress. You know, we know that like fight or flight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do the tapping, what you're doing is essentially interrupting that signal as it comes up. So you're think- you're thinking the thing and then the tapping happens and your brain's like, Oh, like actually I feel good. So it's like different hormone coming to that hypothalamus. 
the hypothalamus then like sends that down to the amygdala or sorry, wait, amygdala sends to the amygdala and sends it down to the hypothalamus and it writes a new code essentially. So as you're type tapping and thinking the new thing, the thinking the good thought, or because you're saying those things like every day, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. EFT, where yep. you're like saying something positive to yourself. Um, it writes a new program and then the body's like, oh, that is no longer the loop I'm going to continue. So it, it eliminates it without you really having to like do anything about it. And acupuncture again, I was like, well, if I put people in acupuncture, put those put points in the body, it's really doing the same thing as tapping. So I'll have them think about the thought, you know, the negative thought for a little bit just to activate that cycle. And then I'm going to have them switch to thinking about something that they really do want. So it could be like, I want to feel peace. I want to feel happiness. I want to feel joy. Like it could be really simple. And so as they're switching that and the needles are sitting in like that, that then is like changing the physiology of the body simply by doing that. So then people can kind of go deeper and like have like, you know, they might see something or they might have different thoughts about stuff, but. Right. Um, it's like, it opens up a whole new possibility when you are thinking of, I want to feel this way, then it's like, it's a new context. And from there, different mm -hmm. avenues open up. That's how yeah. it did for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I would even do that practice afterwards. Like I, I remember doing that for a few days after and it still worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can totally do it on your own. Like you could go on YouTube right now and like find the EFT or, or just even do something where you're meditating, right? Cause you're getting yourself into that brainwave state. Mm -hmm. And like, think about the thing that's bothering you, the disturbing thing, and then switch it to the thing that it is that you, that you do yeah, want to feel. Totally. Yeah. And if, and if you're in a place where maybe doing tapping or meditation isn't working, like, I don't know if you're driving or something like, and you're just pissed off by something, I would, I would still do it. I would think of like, you know, I'm feeling this or this situation's bothering me. And then I would only do it for like a minute or so. And then it's like, I desire to feel joy. I want to feel mm -hmm. happy. I want to feel free. I want to feel this. I want to feel that. And then from there, it would just alleviate it. It's really, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I think it's, you know, just another way to participate. And people, sometimes I had a client who, she had a hard time like being on the table. She just had anxiety. Hmm. And um, she loved this exercise because she's like, it gives me something to do like like it gives me like a focus otherwise right. your mind just goes like all sorts of different places you know yeah. especially for somebody who's anxious so you know she's like she was like and she had amazing transformation with like specifically a shoulder or neck pain issue um which was like blew my mind I was mm -hmm. like <laughs> through that process like literally she had like a pain for two years and, um, seeing everyone under the sun to trying to take care of it was almost going to go for, so far as like getting surgery for it. And I was just starting to kind of practice doing these things with my patients. And I was like, let's try, you know, let's see, um, why not? You know, and she's, she was all about it. And she came maybe like a couple of times and she's like, I don't want to jinx this, but like, it's, it's gone. Like, you know, wow. and I was like, I, that's cool. You know? <laughs> But, yeah. So um, it, was, it was a mind body thing for her. More for than her. Yeah. I don't yeah. think always. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't claim to say that like, 
you can just do some, you know, meditation. I, but also at the same time, I don't think that there is any harm in doing that. So I think that like, you might not make your go pain go away. You might like all of a sudden become pregnant you might not, whatever, but you're going to have some other, um, valuable experience that will shift your shift what your your current experience is and I can give like I mean I had an example recently of a girl who um she's probably 30 I don't know 36 weeks pregnant and healthy nutritionist like ate like she she ate perfectly she exercised everything she did and she came in and she had these like like really visible varicose veins just on one side of her leg. And she was, you know, like, I can't wear dresses. I can't do this. Like she was very like distraught about it, you know, and uh, it affected her day to day. And I was like, you know, let's just try, like, we'll do acupuncture and we'll see, you know, if, if that can help as well. I'm going to give you some diet recommendations. That's primarily like the spleens and control of that. Um, and we did one session. I had her do that participating in your treatment and just kind of asking her body what it needed to say to her. And she came out with like three specific things, you know, to do. And wow. Yeah. And it was like very, you know, like this is why it's not, um, it's not like I could never tell her to do these things. Cause she's like, I heard, um, connect with the women. And she's like, I heard like that, like I need to get off social media and stop following these blogs that I'm like following and something else. I can't remember the last thing. And I was like, wow, that's really wow, very specific. specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then she came back the next week and she, she looked completely like different to me. She looked, I was like, Oh, she looks happy. Like, mm. and she was like, you know, I like, she's like, my, my leg did get better. And She's like, but the biggest takeaway I took away was from our last treatment was that I didn't really even realize how miserable I was and how much it was affecting my whole life. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't tell anyone that. And she's like, I finally told my, my mom and I told my husband and like, she's like, I wore, cause she didn't want to wear dresses. And she's like, I was able to like, it was, it got that much better. I was able to like go to my baby shower and like it, it wasn't a big deal. She's like, I finally just like bought like nude compression socks. So it's like, I can wear whatever I want. She's like, I, it changed. Like, she's like, I don't even really care about it anymore. And I was like, that is the win, right? Because it's like, you know, you don't even care about the thing that you really came in for in the yeah. beginning. It's like freedom. Yeah. Just from that shift from her, like connecting with herself. Yeah. So. Oh, so good. So juicy. <laughs> so juicy. Um, anything else about Chinese medicine or acupuncture that you, you know, any parting words? I mean, we could talk all day. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I know love it. Me. I love the medicine. I know. I love, I love what I do and I, there's constantly more to learn. And, um, you know, if you're not in San Diego, like it's worth like every acupuncturist has like a free consultation. So you could probably just like find out like, what do you do and how might you be able to help me? And how would you um, find someone? Is there like a, a database or you just Google it to find I someone? Just, yeah. Google. Google's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> there is like a database for like us behind the scenes, but um, yeah, like in your, in your neighbor, I would definitely like if you're a specialty though, like if you're fertility or pregnancy yeah. or search for that. Know, 
search for that for sure. Um, and then you also too, I know right before you started recording, you said that um, acupuncture could be helpful for, for breech babies, right? Can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, this is really interesting. So I, um, the acupuncture um, specifically uses something called moxibustion. Um, and we use the herb, we burn it like an incense. We don't burn it on the skin. We just sort of like warm the area close by. I actually just created a how-to video on YouTube um, that's really fun uh, that maybe I can link for yeah, you once yeah, it's done. Us. We can put in the show notes. Yeah, so it's something you can do at home. But um, what's interesting from, from the, like, again, the, the mind-body connection is a lot of times there's so many things you can do to turn a breech position. But the Chinese theory is that the reason that babies go breech is because they want to be closer to their mama's heart. Aww. Yeah, and like even just that alone is such a sweet um, sentiment because a lot of times, especially if moms want to have natural births and they don't want to have C-section, if your baby's breech, most likely you're you're not going to have a vaginal delivery. And um, so just kind of knowing, like turning it around from having it be this thing that's like possibly, you know, like, ah, I'm so mad my baby's breech and I'm trying to manually move it and do all these exercises. When people, you know, I always, again, offer this as just like, you know, like who knows, who knows if this is a thing or it's not a thing, but like, you know, if there is a way for you again to like get in touch with this this piece of like, you know, like reassuring or something that you can ask your body about why, like, is the baby needing to be near the heart or, you know, is the baby physically needing to be that way um, can possibly give you an answer. And those babies, sometimes they flip on their own without having to do like moxa or anything like that. But wow, um, you've seen that happen. I have seen that happen. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, again, one of those, like, I don't know, like what actually shifted and changed, but when, but again, I know that when, women actually do that homework assignment and they kind of like really, you know, they have epiphanies like, Oh, I have, I feel like I've been running this whole time and I haven't been here during my pregnancy or, you know, finally feeling at peace with like, you know, they'll get to a point where they're like, you know, it's okay. And, and I think that is the bigger goal, you know, like we, (laughs) like we don't want to be fighting our whole time, like during pregnancy. Um, and, so like just having that sort of inner conversation, a lot of times, yes, I see babies flip and um, sometimes either way, like I, f- I feel like moms have like big, big transformations in their, their pregnancies. So that's beautiful. Wow. Well, I, I really can say personally that, that getting acupuncture has been a process of me just kind of um, calming the noise, helping my body to become more balanced and just tuning in internally and I think it has helped emotionally with just the whole process of pregnancy. It's, you know, first time being a mom for me and, mm-hmm. um, and it's a really beautiful roller coaster of all the things, all the emotions of just, you know, letting go of the independence and also embracing a whole new world that's coming and, um, you know, and, and just process of surrendering and just trusting my body's got it. And I think acupuncture has been a beautiful example of that, of like my body knows how to balance when you just quiet, tune in and allow it to do its work. It's magic. So yeah, yeah, activating your body's own healing mechanism and that your body isn't broken. Mm -hmm. If you have certain symptoms, it's just a message 
and it's just about tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, people can reach you at maringhiga.com, right? M A R I N G H I G A. Where did your name come from, by the way? It's such a beautiful name. So unique. Uh, my there's a Filipino island actually called Maring Duque. She's a Filipino princess. So my mom, I don't know. I'm like, I literally think I'm the only one in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Very fitting. I think I'm like a meringue. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for, you know, spending your time with us and, you know, just being generous with your knowledge and expertise. I appreciate it so much. And thanks for being my guest. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. It was good to have you. (laughs) And I'll see you really soon for my next treatment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon.